Good morning and welcome to worship today. A special welcome to any friends, guests, or visitors we might have joining us online or by phone. We are so glad that you are here. Just a few brief announcements before we begin today. I I hope you'll uh, take a look at the announcements that are sent out by email each week. There's some uh, uh, good information in there. Uh, One thing that we've got coming up on February 28th is a blood drive with the American Red Cross. Um, And uh, we're we're doing really well on filling our spots for that day, but if you are interested in donating blood on that day, the the blood drive is from noon until 5 on Monday, February 28th. And we're partnering with a few local businesses to make this happen. Uh, One Barrel Brewing down the street from Trinity's building uh, is willing to uh, give a pint if you give a pint, so you get a pint of beer if you give a pint of blood that day. Or if that's not your thing, we also have uh, uh, gifts from uh, Monona Bank and the Rotunda Cafe for a free cup of coffee, or uh, from Chocolate Shop Ice Cream, you can get ice cream. So you could walk out of here on Monday the 28th uh, with coffee, ice cream, and uh, and beer. So if you are interested in any of those three things, uh, those are some incentives for giving blood that day. We're adding to our prayers uh, today, Joe Erickson's family uh, and and all who are grieving her son's death, uh, Paul Erickson. So please pray for Joe and her family in this time. It's good to be together this morning. Welcome to worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, We confess that we have sinned against you and your beloved children. We have turned our faces away from your glory when it did not appear as we expected. We have rejected your word when it made us confront ourselves. We have failed to show hospitality to those you called us to welcome. Accept our repentance for the things we have done and the things we have left undone. For the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us and lead us, that we may bathe in the glory of your Son born among us and reflect your love for all creation. Amen. Rejoice in this good news. In Christ Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You are descendants of the Most High, adopted into the household of Christ and inheritors of eternal life. Live as freed and forgiven children of God. Amen.
I meant uh, at the beginning of the service to also wish Jim Schwartz a, a happy birthday, our reader for today. So happy birthday, Jim. Uh, we're celebrating you this week. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus, make us instruments of your peace, that where there is hatred, we may so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is despair, hope. Grant, O Divine Master, that we may seek to console, to understand, and to love in your name. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. first reading is from the 45th chapter of Genesis. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me. And you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We read Psalm 37 responsibly. Do not be provoked by evildoers, 
Do not be jealous of those who do wrong, for, for they, they shall, shall soon wither like the grass, and like the green grass fade away. Put your trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feel safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, who shall give you your heart's desire. Commit your way to the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord and see what God will do. The Lord will make your vindication as clear as the light and the justice of your case like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently. Do not be provoked by the one who prospers, the one who succeeds in evil schemes. Refrain, Refrain from, from anger. anger. Leave rage alone. Do, Do not, not be provoked. provoked. It, it leads only to evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord shall possess the land. In a, a little, little while, while the wicked shall be no more. more. Even, Even if you search out their place, they will not be there. But the lowly shall possess the land. They will delight in abundance of peace. But the deliverance of the righteous comes from you, O Lord. You are their stronghold in time of trouble. You, O Lord, will help them and rescue them. You will rescue them from the wicked and deliver them, because in you they seek refuge. The second reading is from the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? Fool, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you do not sow the body that is to be, but a bare seed, perhaps of wheat, or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are of the dust. And as the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. What I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
Holy Gospel according to Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory Glory to to you, O Lord. Jesus said, But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you, friends, in the name of Jesus. Amen. The northern Irish poet Michael Longley was born in Belfast in 1939 to a Protestant family. So he lived through the worst of the troubles in Northern Ireland a 30-year conflict between Protestants and Catholics, between those who wanted to remain part of the United Kingdom and those who wanted to be united with the Republic of Ireland. From the late 60s to 1998, this conflict was often violent and claimed over 3,500 lives. But the resentments and enmity between peoples goes back even further than that. The Good Friday Agreement of 1998 brought much of that violence to an end, but tensions persist even to this day between communities. So in 1994, this poet, Michael Longley, first published a poem called Ceasefire. Just one day before a ceasefire before by the provisional IRA, the provisional Irish Republican Army, one of the most violent uh, paramilitaries in that conflict. This ceasefire would end in 1996, but even for a moment there was a break in the violence and it raised hopes for peace. But Longley's poem didn't directly mention the Troubles or Northern Ireland. Instead, he imagines a moment from Homer's The Iliad. Maybe you remember seeing the movie Troy a few years back, or maybe you remember reading The Iliad in school. But there's this moment between old king Priam of Troy and the Greek warrior Achilles that Longley focuses in on. The Iliad is a story 
of escalating violence between enemies. The Trojan prince Hector kills the Greek warrior Patroclus, who is a good friend of Achilles. And so the Greek warrior Achilles responds to the death of his friend by killing Hector outside the gates of Troy. But then there's this moment in the story where these two enemies come together. King Priam of Troy comes to beg for his son's body back. He comes to Achilles by night to beg him to give Hector's body to him so it can be buried. And it's this moment between King Priam of Troy and the Greek warrior Achilles that Longley focuses in on in his poem in Ceasefire. From Achilles' perspective, he writes, Put in mind of his own father and moved to tears, Achilles took him by the hand and pushed the old king gently away. But Priam curled up at his feet and wept with him until their sadness filled the building. And then at the end of the poem, the perspective shifts and we hear the sigh of King Priam. He sighs, I get down on my knees and do what must be done, and kiss Achilles' hand, the killer of my son. Longley is writing about the pain of reconciliation, that if peace or even a ceasefire is going to be possible, someone is going to have to break down. Someone is going to have to break the cycle of revenge. The poem is about this ancient Greek epic, but it is even more so about Northern Ireland. If peace was going to be possible, possible, Longley thought, generations of pain and loss and grudges between enemies would have to be let go and reconciled. Longley knew that loving one's enemies is a costly proposition. As you might imagine, uh, this poem had a variety of reactions. Some in Northern Ireland liked the poem, and others did not. Shortly after it was published, a letter to the editor in The Independent in Dublin said, kissing the killer might be poetry, but it's not justice. On the other hand, a father of a 16-year-old boy who was killed in a bombing wrote to Longley personally, thanking him for his poem. I imagine that mixed reaction is similar to the one we experience when we hear Jesus' command to love our enemies and to do good to those who hate us. On the one hand, part of us wonders about justice. Is it okay just to let injustice go? Don't these words seem dangerous even in a world full of abuse? And we should be clear that these commandments have too often been applied unevenly in ways that encourage abuse. These commandments should not be taken as encouragement for someone to stay stuck in an abusive situation or to empower abusers to manipulate others with the words of Jesus. On the other hand, perhaps another part of us longs for the mercy of this text, the mercy that Jesus is speaking of. It's a vision of a merciful world where reconciliation and peace and generosity towards others is possible. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful, Jesus says. It helps to know that turning the other cheek uh, in its social context is a form of nonviolent resistance, although that is clearer in Matthew's version than Luke's. 
The biblical scholar Walter Wink has done remarkable work on this. He writes, These are not directions to lie down and let people walk all over you. These are not calls to be passive and take whatever abuse oppressors want to place on you by their power over you. These are guidelines from Jesus for nonviolent resistance. In the social context, turning the other cheek was a way of asserting your equality with the other person and holding up a mirror to demonstrate their misbehavior. But even then, Jesus is inviting us into a way that is costly, challenging, and even painful. Like Priam with Achilles, reconciliation involves doing what must be done to break the cycle. I think if this mercy were up to us, we'd be in trouble. The history of humanity is not full of mercy. Jesus' teaching here is not rooted in our ability to do the right thing, but Jesus' teaching is rooted in the character of God and in the path that Jesus walks for us on our behalf. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful, Jesus says. In a way, the mercy of God is the X factor in our world, in our lives. It is that grace margin that gives us freedom to move, to find a new way forward. The track record of humanity is not good when it comes to vengeance. You could look all the way back to the beginning, to the book of Genesis, and see this. Think of Cain killing Abel and the way violence spread through the world. And the whole book of Genesis is a retelling of conflict between siblings. And then we get to our first reading, which describes Joseph and his brothers. We're only hearing the end of the story in our first reading, but you really need the whole narrative to experience the power of it. Perhaps you remember uh, Donnie Osmond in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, or you remember the story. But the story goes, Joseph had 12 sons, and Joseph was his favorite. Jacob even gave Joseph a special gift, a coat of many colors. And you can only imagine the resentment that this created among the siblings. And what's worse, Joseph had these special dreams and visions that told him one day his brothers would bow down before him. So you can imagine how his brothers felt about this know-it-all. It got so bad that Joseph's brothers decided to throw him in a pit and sell him into slavery. Can't you see the line here that goes all the way from Cain and Abel, where Cain killed Abel at the beginning of Genesis, down through the siblings and families of generations, a conflict between siblings. These stories are teaching us about a conflict that continues in our humanity. It's only much later that we get the story that we hear in our first reading. We're at the end of the story here, and Joseph is finally revealing to his brothers that he is alive. And you can see in the story that his brothers are afraid that the cycle of vengeance will continue and Joseph is going to get them back. But in an amazing turn of events, Joseph has mercy. Joseph forgives them. The text says Joseph kissed all of his brothers and wept upon them. Like Priam kissing Achilles, Joseph did what had to be done to break the cycle. But Joseph says that it was God's action, God's mercy, that allowed him to be merciful. 
It wasn't just that Joseph was a good guy. It was that God was at work in his life and in the world, bringing mercy into the situation. I think the same is true for us. Any mercy we are able to muster flows out of the God who has been merciful to us. We rely not on ourselves, but on the merciful heart of God. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful, Jesus says. And Jesus walks this path on our behalf. We see Jesus live out this mercy of God on the cross. As Jesus is being crucified, he does what he says. He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus lived out this love for his enemies. He prayed for those who are persecuting him. And Jesus, going ahead of us, invites us into this merciful way. The early followers of Jesus lived out this mercy too. Stephen, the first martyr in the book of Acts, prays for his persecutors in the merciful manner of Jesus. Acts says that while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. God's mercy introduces an X factor into our relationships. God's mercy interrupts the weary patterns of tit for tat. God's mercy opens up the possibility of peace and reconciliation even when it's costly. God's mercy makes us larger internally, more human, more capable of loving. God's mercy makes it possible to see our enemies with compassion. God's mercy makes a way out of no way because God's mercy creates a margin of grace in a world in need of mercy and grace. We need this merciful vision of Jesus in an often unmerciful world. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful, Jesus says. Amen.
Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. especially when it is risky or difficult. Help us to show mercy just as, we have re- just as we have first received mercy. God of grace, hear our, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Nurture fields that lie dormant, resting until it is time to bloom again. Bless farmers and all who cultivate fields and urban gardens. Give favorable weather for planting. Bring forth from buried seed and abundant harvest and guard against famine and disease. God of grace, hear our prayer. Look upon our world with mercy, that we delight in an abundance of peace. Protect all whose lives are marred by war and civil unrest. Release political prisoners and amplify the voices that challenge us to seek forgiveness and pursue nonviolence. God of grace, hear our prayer. Your people cry out for mercy. Console hearts that long for forgiveness. Mend broken relationships. Heal bodies that suffer chronic pain or illness. Strengthen and deliver all whose spirits are troubled, especially Randy, Denia, Jennifer, Rick, Vicki, Lynn, Harley, Kristen, Bob, and all those we name now aloud or in our hearts. God of grace, hear hear our our prayer. prayer. You bind us together into one family. Teach us to forgive one another and to resolve conflicts with humility and patience. Bless families of all shapes and sizes and show love to those who are lonely or grieving. God of grace, hear hear our our prayer. prayer. We praise you for the saints who have inherited the fullness of your kingdom. We pray for the families of Paul Erickson and Jeremy Sheff, as you have raised them into imperishable and eternal life. Sustain us in faith by the promise of resurrection. God of grace, hear our hear prayer. Hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O oh God, We lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace uh, with those online today. Uh, Comment in the comment section if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, or you can pick up a phone or send an email. Uh, find some way to share the peace of the Lord with your church family today. Peace be with you. And then a reminder uh, that there are ways that we can be contributing uh, to the mission and ministry of Trinity in this time. Uh, since we can't pass physical offering place right now, you can, uh, we'll pass the virtual one. Uh, you can give online at our website, tlcmsn.org, and click on online giving, or you can send in an offering by mail. Thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness, and thanks be to God for the many blessings of our community. 
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world. In the name of Christ, our life. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophet's hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. We remember on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks, broke it, and gave for all to eat, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people, fill us with your light, bring the gift of peace on earth. <clears throat> 
Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel. Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. If you have gathered elements this morning, uh, you are invited to commune in your home. If you are with other people, share the elements you have gathered with the words, the body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. If you are not with other people, then receive these elements you have gathered as a gift, and hear my voice as a voice from outside yourself offering you this gift in the name of Jesus. This is the body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. If you do not have the elements on hand, or if you are electing to fast today, then receive this blessing. Jesus loves you, forgives your sins. You are God's beloved child. Amen. Christ is with us in the gifts of word and sacrament and Christian community. Come to God's table. There is a place for you and enough for all. gracious God, for we have feasted on the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to all, strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ.
God who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and who calls you by name, bless your going out and your coming in today and forever. Amen. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.